Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found Fantasy Football Weekly... Micro, a deep dive on one player in just five to ten minutes. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. I'm Paul Charchian. This is an experiment that we're doing that now you may have heard several times. I hope so, anyway. Which we do a deep dive on one player who's got some controversy, some unique elements, some shifting sands around that player. My conversation today is with Tyler Canable, Guillotine Leagues. Dot com writer. Hi, Tyler. Hi, I'm excited to talk about some Tony Pollard Tony today. Pollard, yes. He has the upside to be the highest scoring player in fantasy football this year. You think so? The upside. Okay. Everything goes perfectly. Okay. Right? I'm intrigued I mean, now. Well, I, you felt I, this way. Do you, do you not agree that if, if, if they do not bring in another running back to meaningfully take carries away from Tony Pollard, if I tell you he's going to get 350 touches in a high-powered offense that loves to give the ball to running backs at the stripe, which he's never gotten in the past. If he takes all those Zeke carries inside the five, you tell me Tony Pollard can't be the highest-scoring player in fantasy football? If they don't bring in another meaningful running back, I'm totally with you. I think they will, just because I don't think they're going to give Tony Pollard 350-plus touches, but we'll see. This is a team that gave DeMarco Murray 350 touches when they franchise-tagged him, knowing that they were just going to grind him up, and if at the end of the year they felt like he was, you know, there was nothing, he was washed, they were just going to let him go, which he did. He went to Philadelphia, they signed him to do a big deal, and he was he was totally washed. That could be the scenario here with Pollard. You know, they could they could just and Josh Jacobs on the fran, on the franchise tag last year got all those all those carries last year on the franchise tag. Now the Raiders decided to bring him back because they feel like Josh Jacobs still is still going to be a good runner, and maybe they'll do that with Pollard. But I'm saying, I think the the franchise tag tells me you're getting use. Okay, I, I like it. I like this kind of. We'll see. This hot, I think it's the first hot take we've had a little bit. Like Tony Paul could be RB one. He could be RB one. Okay, he's got. R, I think he's got RB one upside in him if the, if everything breaks right for him. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about his game a little bit. Everybody's seen the highlights. You know that Tony Pollard's got big play potential. Yeah, so he went as the RB eight. Uh, he finishes the RB eight last year. Uh, RB nine average points per game. He's currently going RB10. That's uh, absurd. Middle middle of the round two in best ball, which I think RB10 uh, in ADP usually means end of the first round in like home league, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So th- there's that there's that as well. Uh, I think the name the name of the game of Tony Pollard is efficiency. He it's everyone always talks about how he's been the most efficient running back because mm-hmm. Zeke's getting the the carries third and one, fourth and one, yeah. get one yard. But yes. Tony Pollard, he, in 2021, fifth highest in yards per attempt at 5.5. 2022, third highest in yards per attempt at 5.2. So actually mm-hmm. went down, but he was higher. Still on the, high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still yeah. great efficiency. At, uh, anything over five is great. Um, now, here's the reason I think 
RB1 might be a little lofty for me is the receiving profile. So he was tied for 17th in receptions among running backs in 2022 with 39 catches. Okay. This, which is the exact same as the season prior. All right. Najee Harris and Michael Carter had more than him last season. Just two notable names. I Okay, sure. But I would come back with... Ezekiel Elliott's not going to be there to catch his passes. That's fair. That is very right? fair. Now, another telling stat that I thought was actually very interesting. Seven of the top of the top 10 highest scoring running backs from last year mm-hmm. were also in the top 10 for receptions among running backs. The only three that weren't were Pollard, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. Now, Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb are two completely different types of players yeah. than what Tony Pollard is. Yeah. So I'm interested to see, because I feel like, like in my head, when I looked up the number, I was like, oh, he probably finished like six or something mm-hmm. in receptions right. among running right. backs, but he's 17th, and I was very surprised. Yep. And in fairness, Zeke only had 17 catches last year, but we know traditionally Zeke had been more, had a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, they dialed down his, his receptions last season. But still, if I throw 17 more receptions at Tony Pollard, he's not going to be tied for 17th among running backs in receptions. He'll probably be in the top 10 at that point. And that's why I still think I still think he can have potentially RB one upside in him. All right, so how how different is this offense with Zeke out of it? So only two of I think is the 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 thing you want to look at is maybe Tony Pollard if he is the guy as you think he might be is just the scoring opportunities that he could have. Yes, because yes. Only two of Pollard's twelve touchdowns came from inside the five yard line. He had. Just six rushes inside the five. Right. And Zeke, of course, is known for his rushes inside the five. Exactly. Zeke had 16 attempts inside the five-yard line. Those carries were good for 17 total yards and nine touchdowns. Yeah. The nine touchdowns and 16 attempts is great return. You're trying to get for carries inside the five. You want to see touchdowns at, at roughly half of the carries. Should be touchdowns. He turned 16 attempts into nine touchdowns. That's good. That's a number we want to see. If Pollard's going to be at 50% now, I mean, you know, we can, if we, again, if we can roll these together, that's you know, six rushes or 22 attempts from inside the five between the two of them last year. If Pollard's going to get 22 attempts from inside the five and convert half, that's 11 touchdowns right there just from inside the five-yard line. Yes. I, I, think, I think you're just being a little too much on – I, I, they got to bring somebody in. This running back – draft class is loaded it is loaded. so they might just draft a big guy like a Roshan yep. Johnson uh Dwayne McBride just a big guy to just be Zeke 2.0 probably a little bit more efficient because it'd be a younger younger running back but yeah I think they're gonna bring somebody else in I'm not saying it ain't Ronald Jones I can tell you that much because <laughs> yeah. that guy doesn't worry me yeah I'm not worried about Ronald Jones I don't think anyone's worried about Ronald Jones but I just I just I'll, I'll believe when I see it that's what kind of the stance I'm taking on this right now like I honestly think they could draft Bijan Robinson that is the most Cowboys thing to do is just get a elite running back talent I mean they drafted Zeke fifth overall they're gonna get Bijan at I, a lot I, lower price like a lot of people think that's gonna happen I don't. This team already got burned on the whole Ezekiel Elliott. The whole, the lifetime Ezekiel Elliott thing burned them. And they're just coming out of that burn. So they made, they made the big investment on Zeke. Then he held out for a bunch of money, which they eventually gave him at the expense of keeping Amari Cooper. And they desperately need a wide receiver now. That was a huge mistake for them. A tactical blunder. I don't think they're going to go back to the well with a first round running back again after they just got burned on the whole Ezekiel career arc. Not that Zeke was never good, because he was very good for a while. But you want your first-round draft pick, ideally, to be good for longer than running backs are usually good for. I think they got burned because they paid him. 
I think that was the only reason they got burned. Like when it was in the beginning, when Zeke was a rookie on that rookie deal for the first, I think, I think he asked for that deal early. So the first two or three years, I mean, mm-hmm. Zeke was dynamite. He was RB RB one type finishes year year after year after year. And the other thing is, in this draft, it feels like they need offense. Like they their defense is elite. The problem in San Francisco in that playoff game last year was their offense. They got Brandon Cooks at receiver. They could draft another one. I'm not saying that they can't. But I think that I just think Bijan or like Jameer, may not Jameer Gibbs, because that's pretty much just Tony Pollard 2.0. But it is Bijan. Yeah, that profile isn't right. Yes, but I I just think that I wouldn't put it past them. It's Jerry Jones. Like I wouldn't put it past him to draft Bijan Robinson. Maybe you have to trade out for him a little bit because I think they're at 25, 26 in the draft. See, I think he'll. I think he'll be there for that. I think Bijan will be there. Did he drop that far? Yep. Okay. Just you know, just because that's what running that's what running backs do now. Okay. Um, should by talent be John Robinson should go way before that should probably go in the top 10 but that's not where the reality is at the running back position so we'll find out so let, okay so uh let's talk about dynasty value for Tony Pollard where you know at what at what what level would you prescribe him from a dynasty standpoint because he's still young and has got pretty low mileage at this stage of his career the thing is is he's going to be on the Cowboys the season right. after this next one? Because, right. like you said, they just got burned when they paid Ezekiel. Right. Yeah, they're, right. Like, they're, I don't think they're going to go back to the well. And then mm-hmm. they're going to pay Tony Pollard. I think he'll be 20. I think he's 26 right now. So he might be 27 next season. Yeah. You're already past the prime at that point for a running back age. And is he even better like on a different team? I feel like this is the perfect situation for him. Dallas it is the perfect situation the, the for him. The fourth highest scoring offense last yes. season. So I think... I think right now, if you're a win now team and you want to go make a trade, I no problem trading for Tony Pollard right now. He's a great asset. That's definitely going to help your team win now. After this season, he, I don't think his value is going to get any higher than it let's, is right now. Let's talk. I'm, I'm with you on that. I agree. The, the unknowns of his landing spot next year make Tony Pollard somebody you could consider trading away in dynasty and empire formats. Let's talk about some of the running backs drafted around him. And again, you said his second round uh, average. Average draft position yeah, about in the middle of the second round for Tony Pollard? Yep. Okay, so who's going around him? Uh, we got Derrick Henry. Pollard. Pollard. No, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm of the opinion that Henry's close to washed. Have we been saying that for four or five years now? You know, <laughs> some more than others. Okay, well, first, but, before yes. we do this, is it are we doing Tony Pollard with no one else coming in at the running yes. back room? Yes, well, okay. uh, based on what we know right now. I'll, go, I'll still go in the middle. He may not. He may, uh, he may, they may I mean, may it not. makes a big difference. Okay, right? Derek, so you're taking, taking Pollard over Henry? Yeah, I think I, think I would at this point. Nick Chubb. Uh, Chubb, because that, that's super safe on a team that runs the ball constantly. Great yeah. offensive line. Yeah, and better, probably better ceiling for their offense this year with Deshaun Watson playing a full season. I'd hope so. Yep. Uh, Brees Hall coming off an ACL. <laughs> Let's say Rodgers goes to the Jets, which uh, Brees Hall. Assuming that, you know, the ACL is a huge question mark, but just assuming he's slated to begin the beginning of the year and you think that's going to be the case, Brees Hall looked great in that offense. So, yeah, I'd go Brees Hall. Josh Jacobs also won a franchise tag. Dude, it's a long pause right there. Maybe you don't like Paul as much as you thought. <laughs> if Paul, I gotta go. I got I just, I started out this thing by saying he could be the highest scoring running back in the league. So yeah. I've got to go Pollard here until I have a reason to believe he's not going to get most of the work. Pollard. Last one. I think I know your answer. Travis Etienne. Yeah, I'm out. Okay. Yeah, Pollard. So yeah, yeah. I take Pollard over most of these guys, but not all of them. Yeah. Um, with the unknowns. Now, again, we'll we'll see we'll see who ends up in that backfield with them. And the Cowboys, to your point, and I think it's a very salient one. The Cowboys, maybe they don't draft Bijan Robinson, but 
they may be thinking to next year, knowing that Pollard's probably not on the team, and they want to go get their running back this year for next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and if that's the case, then you know Pollard gets to be a lot less interesting at that stage. Uh, as in a timeshare, I'm not taking him in the middle of the second round. It would be interesting to see what that offense would be like if he's the guy, because we've never seen that. Yeah, we from haven't him seen in his that career. So, he, but he's earned it. He has earned it. He's earned it. He's a really good player. Uh, thanks for listening to this edition of Fantasy Football Weekly Micro Edition. Be sure to stay tuned. You're going to get more Fantasy Football Micros Monday through Thursday. And then, of course, Friday is the big edition of Fantasy Football Weekly as well. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.